Jesus! What the? Hey! We're recording the podcast! Shut up! Good morning to you wherever you are because it is morning somewhere for February 6th, 2024. My name is Bernie Burns. With me, sitting right over there, hosting an upcoming episode of SNL, is Ashley Burns. How you doing, Ash? <laughs> I hope I don't get fired before I even host. Oh, I'm sorry. SNL heard the pronunciation of Hanshu the monkey, so that was considered <laughs> to be inappropriate, and now you're fired. It was pretty bad. I can't say I blame them. But man, somebody also posted in the subreddit, they posted a... Uh, a link to when Norm MacDonald came back to host SNL after he had been fired from the show. And it was a brutal monologue. We'll put a link to that in the link dump. But man, it was brutal. He was like, I, it's only been 18 months. I can't learn to be funny in 18 months. <laughs> uh, so I guess the show must suck now. He even says at one point, he goes, well, it, it, the show sucks because, well, you'll see in just a bit. <laughs> nice. Oh my God. Brutal, brutal. And, you know, people love that kind of thing, too. But I don't know about you, Ash. I could never be that kind of performer because I feel like you're just throwing the people that you're working with under the bus. And I know it takes guts to do it. But at the same time, you have to not give a shit about whatever tomorrow's going to bring when you do that kind of thing. Well, I think depending on the the type of comedian as well, it's um, some people will take that more personally from certain comedians than others, probably. That's true. That's true. Like Don Rickles. Like like with some of them, there's probably like, ah, ha, ha, it was my turn to get shit on. That was fun. Could you ever do a roast? Like there was suggested a number of different times when we were at Rooster Teeth where they said, oh, this would be a lot of fun. Let's do a roast of pick some personality and everyone roast them. And I said, do you understand that we all work here as employees and how horrible that could go? Yeah, I think for for me, I would be bad at taking a roast. I, I would be bad at giving a roast. I think that it takes it takes extreme delicacy to say really horrible things about a person um, and have them still think that you like them. And, you know, it'd be like, this is coming from a place of love. That is not an easy thing to do. And I, I think that the risks for, especially doing that with people that you work with and have to see every single day, uh, maybe kind of uh, outweigh the potential benefits of someone going, ha ha, that's funny. And then going to the next YouTube video. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying that it's difficult for you to say negative things. It just reminds me of the discussion too about Taylor Swift. And there were a lot of people saying, how can Bernie and Ashley not see this conversation around uh, Taylor Swift that's taking place online? And they were posting in the subreddit to me, what were clearly searches where they were searching for the terms of people griping about Taylor Swift appearing on their screen. And that's the really tough part about social media is you can shape it in a way to make you as angry as you can possibly be. If you go search for something, you will absolutely find it out there. Yeah, well, to be fair, they were showing us examples of those comments being made. So they went and found those comments that, you know, maybe that they had seen more organically. One of the things that I think that helps us a lot is time zones. And it sounds crazy, but I am not in a time zone where I'm paying attention to things when the NFL guys are. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, like, we're kind I, of like offset a little bit. Yeah, it's. I know that the our big world has become smaller and smaller over time, but the the whole wake window and what people are talking about, it really does shift and change around. You know, we have that in another crazy way, too, because we're just not shift by time by being in a different time zone, but being shift by geography also changes our culture almost entirely, which is completely obvious when you change countries. But it expresses itself in really weird ways. Like 
the people who are famous in the UK, it's almost like an uncanny valley when you are standing in line uh, at a convenience store or something. You see all the magazines and there's all these faces and all these headlines that are calling people by their first name. Like Tiffany's upset with Roderick. And it's like, who the hell are these people? The, the, I don't know who any of them are. I assume they're all from either um, the royal family or Love Island. <laughs> one of the two. It's one, a, of the two. one of the two. One of the two. And it's like nothing in between. <laughs> it is weird, though. It's a little bit like, <laughs> have you heard, uh, seen those YouTube videos of here's what English would sound like? to non-English speakers, and it's not using real words, so it still sounds like gibberish, even if you, as an English speaker, uh, you get an idea, though, what English as a language sounds like. You know, the same way that you can hear German, you don't understand what's being said, but it has the sound of German about it, or or French, or Italian, etc. They they all have a sound to them, right? And you can hear these uh, these what would English sound like videos. And it's kind of cool, but it does have that feeling as well as like stranger in a strange land. This is all made up, right? This, this isn't real. These aren't, these aren't really celebrities, right? Yeah. And I have seen those videos before. The one I saw in particular was somebody who spoke a lot of different languages doing gibberish in a variety of languages and all the other languages that I didn't speak sounded completely normal to me. And then when she got to English, <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? So that was a great example of that. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of our local tabloids though, um, have you heard the news about the King? I did. I did. He, I saw that King Charles was diagnosed with some form of cancer. So it's some information, but not a lot of information. So surprisingly little, actually. So he went in um, to have uh, an enlarged prostate checked uh, like a week ago, and they said that it's not it's not prostate cancer. But while they were that's weird um, doing the exam, they found they found some other um, like concerning things, and then diagnosed him. With some form of cancer, he's uh, begun treatment already, I believe, uh, and is he's not um, he's not going to be doing appearances and things like that, but he'll be doing essentially the paperwork. <laughs> so he's still king. He's he's still king it up. He's just not going to be you know going off to all the events. He's not going to be doing I don't know Ascot and all the other royally stuff that the royalties do. Um, so I guess uh, I assume that that means that uh, William's taking over a lot of that stuff. But it, man, sucks for Charles. He's waited like 70 some odd years for this moment. And within like a year of his coronation, bam, you got cancer. Yeah. And already all the headlines are talking about abdication, which is him giving up the throne, essentially, and letting William take over, which is just Dude, like, that's been such a conversation in that guy's life, man. I know. I know. And th th look, the currency's barely getting into circulation. Give it some time. No. Yeah. Yeah. They completely changed the currency now to have... King Charles's face on it as opposed to Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and that just happened. And now there's a potential that if he abdicates or, you know, something more dire, that there could be that change immediately again. But the crazy thing to me to think about in this scenario is what do you do if you're a doctor and the king of the country walks in and says, I want you to treat me because they can't have every possible specialist on staff. Maybe they could, but they have to go through and pick the person. That's got to be an enormous amount of pressure, look, man. Look, Bernie, he's British. He just rocks up to the NHS. Oh, right. I'm sure that's <laughs> the case. I'm 100% sure. But another thing, while we were talking about, uh, you know, how, you know, you live in the UK and it seems like a totally different reality than everything else. A lot of people have uh, been asking about uh, on the subreddit our opinions and each other's opinions of the Apple vision pro, which came out on the 2nd of February it delivered. And there's been 
a ton of videos that have been released about this. And actually, I don't know if you've gone to look at any of any of those. It is astounding to me the number of views that people are getting posting video videos about this Apple Vision Pro. Look, the most of the videos that I'm seeing are not the the reviews and the walkthroughs and the and the how you do stuffs. Uh, what I'm seeing is people pulling up next to a Cybertruck on the freeway, and there's a dude with a with Apple Vision Pro on his face in traffic. Just pinching and zooming and doing, I don't know, I assume like emails and changing the future. Maybe he's doing like remote prostate exams. I don't know, but it's <laughs> insane. You know, that would be a great way to do it. Take the pressure off the doctors. Just release a freeware prostate exam video game and let all the, <laughs> the kids in England just play the game. And one of them, like kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, no pun intended, uh, gets selected to be the person who's doing the prostate exam on King Charles III. Like, we got the one who's highest on the leaderboard. You're, you're in good hands. <laughs> but I went and looked at uh, I went and looked at Casey Neistat because people in the subreddit were saying that they thought that that uh, our opinion would line up best with Casey Neistat. And man, it was so cool to go back and watch a Casey Neistat video. I haven't watched something by him in a long time. I remember that he was deeply influential on you when you did your vlog. It was him and it was, uh, oh God, uh, I mean, his name is going to escape me, but Jesse from Prank vs. Prank. Uh, I did that uh, that ill-fated video game event where they stationed me. It was influencers, 32 influencers and 32 real celebrities. <laughs> and uh, it was for Electronic Arts uh, and they, they had us play Battlefield 1. And they put me right between Wiz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. And dear Lord, the guys uh, who were running the event came up to me because they were just smoking the entire time. Like The guys who were running the event? No, 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 no. Sorry. The, the Wiz <laughs> Khalifa. I, I said with Snoop Dogg definitely was. Honestly, my memory's a bit foggy. I can't uh, imagine I don't know why. if Wiz Khalifa was. I, I, don't think, I don't think I would cause any ruffles by saying that he was smoking, but I can't remember for certain. Uh, but I was in a fog bank the entire time. And one of the guys running the event came up to me and said, hey, Bernie, are you getting like a secondhand high? It's like, dude, there's so much smoke in the air. I can't see you through this. What do you mean by a secondhand high? This is first party. I was completely fucked up. Uh, I remember that because that was uh, we had an, another broadcast going and you came back to that broadcast uh, and you grabbed a, an entire like jug full of, of like red vine licorice uh, and you laid down on the floor and ate it and just took a nap. <laughs> That's what I'm told I did. I have no memory of that at all. But uh, at that event, um, I was watching. Uh, I want to say, God, what is Jesse's name? Hold on. I, let me look this up. I got to get his name right. Okay, sorry. Here is uh, Jesse Wellens from Prank vs. Prank. Anyway, he was at the station next to me, and he had all this stuff sitting out there, like cameras and microphones and recorders and everything. And he looked at me and he goes, Where, where's all your stuff? Don't you have to like make a video about this? I go, yeah, they're just going to give me the footage, and then I'll just make a Let's Play video about it. And I remember the time he was like, oh, my God, I wish I could do that. And I thought, what's it, what's this? And he was talking about vlogging, and I went and looked at his vlog and then found Casey Neistat through there and just like, Whatever I thought vlogging was in like 2008 had radically changed by the mid 2000 teens. And obviously Casey Neistat was like the forefront of that whole movement. But yeah, his uh, well, going back and watching one of his videos was a lot of fun. Uh, and he just took the Apple Vision Pro headset 
and wandered around New York, went to the subway, went and sat on the street. I think he even went to, to uh, Times Square with it. And uh, he he really had a lot of amazing things to say about it. Like he said he spent the whole day in it. He refused to take the, the headset off, then reached this moment where he had this profound realization that this was the future of computing. But actually, I got to say, like watching it, I, I really came to a different conclusion. Watching him be in this spatial computing environment, he was in the public space, but separate from everyone else. It gave me a glimpse of the future that I'm not super excited about, which is essentially everyone living in their own instance. And if you've never played like a MMO game or anything like that, there's a mechanic in games where like when you have to get a quest and you have to go get a dragon's egg in a cave, if all the players are trying to go into the cave to get the dragon's egg, you either have to queue up and wait for it to respawn or just sit there and wait for this thing, this prize to respawn. So instead what they do is when you walk in the cave, it generates your own independent, unique instance where you can complete the quest and then come back out into the world. And that experience that you have is completely separate from everyone else. So you kind of like leave, you leave the MM of the, you leave the MM off for a little while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You go into your own single player thing for a while. And I really feel like that's, that's the path we're headed on for reality in general. Like people will be living in their own independent instance where the relationships that people are going to have in there are going to be computer generated, um, you know, potentially even like the work and entertainment that we, you know, participate in, those will all be generated and unique. Like you won't even be able to go out to other people and share what you're enjoying from an entertainment perspective because they won't have the same thing as you. Think about how weird advertising is going to get as well. Like, you know, people are worried about things like, oh, they're going to, you know, cover the screen in billboards and that kind of stuff. And it's like, it's not that. What it's that, like, you're going to see someone wearing this, this most, like, amazing jacket. And, you're, and they're going to look so fucking cool. And they're either the whole person doesn't exist or it's just like there's this jacket that they're that a company is trying to sell and they've bought advertising against and you don't know that it's not real. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, like we see movies like The Matrix where people live in their own independent virtual reality. I guess they're not independent. They're all together in one. But why not have your own independent one where everybody's a Neo in that? And they had in the movie, they fight this gigantic war and force people into the Matrix. I feel like the, if the Matrix opened tomorrow, they could charge admission and people would would pay to go in and stay in there. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if you uh, here's where the machines got it wrong is like we'd happily sign up and our minds aren't going to reject it if we know it's fake. We just don't care. Yeah. Charge us for that shit. We're on board. It's really crazy to me. And when I look at like this spatial computing, it does seem really cool, but you know, we already have these screens that are in our pockets and they go everywhere. And when there's a down moment and we have nothing to think about for two seconds, out comes the phone. We're all guilty of it. So it's been analyzed to death. And as people who grew up in the world before those kinds of things, they're nostalgic for the time before it. But honestly, I don't know if everyone's in the same boat I am. I can't really remember what time was like before that because I know it existed. But sometimes I sit there and think, what the fuck did I do with my day? What did I do? Just um, just. Put your phone in a lockbox so you can't get it for like three hours and then you'll know. And then when when I'm watching Casey Neistat in Times Square and he's got, you know, a Mr. Beast video up and a movie he's watching and he's text messaging on the stairway to a subway. He's a very friendly guy. He doesn't mind talking to other people. But here he is in a public space and he's connecting with so many people that aren't there. It's it's and that's what the Internet is for a lot of people is we're more connected 
than ever before to people all over the world. Like we had a funny experience with this the other day where uh, I have to travel. Uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but I, there was a family emergency. And so as soon as I landed back in Scotland from the U S from Austin, I had to immediately turn around, come back to America. And I have been in Houston this entire time. Um, and we weren't really going to talk about that, but there was somebody who posted in the rooster teeth subreddit that they met me somewhere and I gave him a coin. Uh, so it kind of revealed the fact that I was traveling we had a funny thing that happened as a result of that, where I was just passing every day for some reason, the Johnson space center, NASA, uh, down South of Houston. So I thought, you know what? I, this is weird. I should stop off and take some photos for our four-year-old Finn, who is absolutely obsessed with this stuff. And then I made a critical mistake. I was sending him photos and I thought, why don't I do a little video call? And then Finn can tell me what to look at. Yeah, really, you should have seen this coming. Ashley, what that turned into, like an hour of me being his avatar in this world and going around and looking at stuff. Yes, uh, and him being very upset that you couldn't go inside the rocket. Every single thing, it was like, go look at the lander, go look at this, go look at that, get closer. Go inside. Can you, can you take it to space? Just so you know, since then, um, every day, we're spending uh, half the <laughs> afternoon watching videos <laughs> of shuttles taking off. So thanks for that. <laughs> Hey, listen, <laughs> at least that's educational. But it does make me wonder, when we're sitting in this spatial computing space, who are we connecting to? Like now we're completely putting up a wall, a digital wall around us, like a little border, and we live inside of it. And we're connecting to people. We could theoretically connect to the person sitting right next to us. And yeah, you can look over and talk to him. But why would you when you've got a giant cinematic screen where you can watch whatever you want to you can pull up whatever information you want to. It's just like our phones times a billion. And I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying it's different than what we have now. Um, and by the way, I did say when this thing was coming out, we got to give it a pass for looking dorky. Let's give it a pass after about a week or two, because, man, those things are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> They're absolutely ridiculous. Like someday, someday they'll be like a slick pair of glasses, right? But that is not this day. All the things we talked about for years and years are now becoming imminent, like AI and the virtual reality and the augmented reality. And that happened to us once before, because they talked about the Internet again and again and again, and then one day it was here. And it's it's been really great. The internet has done a lot of really great things. We're also in a really weird stage of it where um, it's like we can see to some degree the end of the internet being useful with um, all the AI-generated stuff that's coming out and so much of it being um, incorrect and not reliable and um, deep fakes and not knowing, not not being able to know that what you're seeing is actually like a real thing. It's going to, I think lead to that much more cynicism. So many scams. I mean, there was a, just a scam uh, in, I think it was in, in Hong Kong where um, like someone deep faked like this company's like CFO and oh, I read this and scammed the company out of millions of dollars. Uh, let's see. What was it? It was $25 million. They, they basically impersonated the CFO and um, got uh, um, one of the employees who works there to um, do a bunch of 
uh, financial transfers, which, you know, if your CFO is on a video chat with you and there were other um, employees and it's not clear if they were pre-recorded or if it was like stolen footage or if they were also deep faked, a lot of the details aren't really clear yet. But there were other employees and on this video chat. So this employee felt like it was, you know, certainly the CFO who is um, telling them to initiate all these transfers. And they did to a bunch of, it was it was 15 different transfers into five different bank accounts and totaling $25 million. And it turns out none of that was real. It's crazy. It's insane. And there's another thing going on in China right now where China um, or people in China uh, think that Texas is at war with the U.S. Yep. There's a civil war going on inside of the U.S. right now between Texas and the federal government because of the border policies. Yeah, basically like taking the 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 like the border policy like tensions uh and and basically declaring it a full-scale war. They're sharing around like photos um of like tanks and stuff that are from a completely different like uh like a South American conflict, I think. Um and but a lot of people in China right now think that the US is in a civil war. You know, and it's crazy because when you hear about it from the outside, you think Oh, that's how can they possibly fall for that? But we constantly fall for these things ourselves. I mean, it's amazing to me that after 2001, after 9-11, that they were able to convince everybody with no crazy major technology or anything like that, just a couple of blurry satellite photos. They convinced the entire country to go to war with a country that had seemingly now nothing to do with that event at all. I felt like when that happened, where they were, you know, they had these satellite photos and they were pointing at the weapons of mass destruction Years later, I remember thinking, ah, that was the last time they're going to get away with that because now we're way too far advanced in terms of, um, you know, information that we can share and the scrutiny that we place upon images that are put in front of us. And I, I've completely done another 180 and I'm back to it's about to get so much worse and we're, we're going to be constantly uh, presented with information that is inaccurate and devious and intended to dupe us. And we're not going to be able to do anything about it. I got to tell you, man, if I got on a video conference call with the CFO of my company and he was telling me to transfer money, why would I think that I need to go back and verify this? We're all going to need to have like key phrases and safe words in order to have just a normal business meeting. There's going to be a level of administration to our online lives and even now our like in-person real lives to be able to just verify that what we're seeing and doing is real. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. All right. Well, that was a little bit of a heavy thought for a Tuesday, but that does it for us. Ashley, anything positive to say about the human race before we close? I do. Uh, You guys are all super dope. Um, And speaking of the good things that technology can do, why don't you drop us a rating? Yeah, that's right. You got to fuel that algorithm. <laughs> on uh, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and make uh, reality just a little bit more real. All right. Well, that does it for us. February 6, 2024. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. We hope you'll be here as well. Bye, everybody.